0: Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie on the Jay Mamie Talk
1: Show. Good day everyone and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I'm excited that you're joining us today Today is going to be another fantastic program with quality content, amazing speakers, and really actionable, implementable knowledge bombs that are going to help you thrive in the areas of life that you're looking to thrive in. And today's no different with the quality of of guests that we have joining us, which I'll, I'll introduce Them in a minute. But if you're visiting our show for the very first time today, I want to thank you personally for joining us today. I I think you'll find your time invested today is going to yield fantastic returns, as many of our listeners now are experiencing, those that have been on this journey for almost two years, as we are closely, quickly coming up on our 100th episode. And that's going to be an, an amazing show. But those of you that have a chance to to maybe you you heard about our show through someone else, maybe you happen to see the posting on social media, however you've arrived here, you've made a wise decision to spend some time, the same decision so many have done over the last two years. So thank you for joining us. And thank you for those who are continuing to return to this program and support us and continue to share our shows with others. It's a good thing because we're helping a lot of people. And the testimonial are the emails and text messages and and all the ways that people are reaching out to me to to really encourage me to keep going and and they they actually give me the very tidbits that they walked away with from every show, and that's the whole idea of a program like this is so that you can hear from someone something that can help you take action upon it and that'll move your life further in the direction you want to go in. That's what the show is about, and we are knocking it out of the park. Today is no different, my friends. Our first segment uh, we'll dive into after the break is our popular segment, and I say popular because it is becoming a a popular. We launched this segment called Thrive Jive about three months ago with our co-host for Thrive Jive, one of our former guests, the founder of Motivational Pros, a gentleman, Chris Harris, who also has his next book which i believe will be a bestseller we'll dive into that a little bit when he comes on in just a few minutes but thrive jive is a topic that uh it's a segment that we dive into multiple different topics of things that are happening around the world happening right here in the us what can we take away from what are life lessons that we can learn from uh the 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 mistakes of others but also the victories of others and how can we apply that to our lives in a way that can Help us thrive even further. That's Thrive Job. We're gonna have our, our monthly segment of Thrive Job coming up. And then we have a fantastic conversation with someone who is really spearheading. He's an advocate for mental health in the first responders uh, world, whether it's law enforcement, military, or first responders. Michael Sugru, who's also a returning guest, he's gonna talk about his new book called Relentless Courage. And why that book is so timely today, we're going to hear from Michael again in a little while. And then we're going to finish off our three-part series with Adam Cohen, the manager of the popular DFW CPA firm, Jack Lotteryman, CPA firm. He's going to finish off the segment, that the series rather, that we started a couple of months ago and now looking back at tax season having been uh, completed, tax season's over here in the U.S., He's going to share with us tax mistakes and what were some of the the new nuances that he picked up along the way that can help all of us thrive in this area of of getting our finances in order when it comes to taxes. He's going to share some thoughts that's going to help us continue to to do better in this very important area of our financial lives. So it's a great show. It's a jam-packed show. We're going to pack 10 pounds of groceries today in a two-pound bag, and I'm hoping that you're ready for it. But before we go to break and pick up our first segment, I want to share a few thoughts in my own personal Thrive Talk here. And I, I want to share this with folks because I know many of you who I speak to on a, on a frequent basis, a lot of you are ambitious, you're driven, you have great goals and great dreams. Our show tends to attract those individuals who are doing something, they're up to something. They've got great dreams and missions in, in mind and passions and, and desires and goals and just wonderful visions for the future. But I want to encourage you to be very careful not to jump the gun too soon, where you allow discouragement and disappointment to get a foothold in your spirit, in your heart, and certainly in your ability to thrive. Now, I want to take a second or two to really dive into what I mean about letting that get a foothold in your spirit, because I think that the greater you are, the the greater your dream, the greater your desires, the more you want to be somebody, the more ambitious you are, the greater the propensity to have delay and discouragement and disappointment grab a hold of you, where you bypass the very truth and the very real, timeless fact that patience is a big play. I I said, patience is a big play. It is a fool's game to throw your towel in too soon because you're not seeing the results that you want when you feel that you should be seeing those results. And by the way, you can't measure your results based on somebody else's results. There could be a scenario or a situation where someone else has results Uh, with what they're pursuing a lot quicker than you. And that's okay. That's their journey. It may not be your journey. Your timeline is not their timeline. So you cannot get discouraged because someone else is seeing the manifestation of their efforts quicker than you are. Or maybe your investment of time and energy and money into something has not proven yet for you the results you're looking for Be very careful not to get sucked into that type of discouragement because of the delay that you are experiencing in your pursuit, because it will rob you of your ability to develop patience. And in the end, if you throw in the towel too soon, you will give up on anything that could have happened. You actually will uh, not only uh, destroy, uh, but you could detour the very success that was right around the corner. Be patient. Be patient. Uh, patience is a big play, guys. And I believe that if you embrace that, you will have the stamina needed to see your successful endeavors come to pass. Stay the course. Have stamina. Develop patience. Don't throw in the towel too soon and good things will come. Folks, we're just getting started. We're going to pick it up right after the break.
2: Tired of the corporate grind? Have you ever considered owning your own business? This is Irving Chung. I'm the founder and CEO of Fran Guidance, and I can help you take your financial future into your own hands. There's a proven and profitable franchise business in nearly every category and budget. Contact me today for a free consultation at franguidance.com. That's F-R-A-N-G-U-I-D-A-N-C-E.com or call 214-908-9791. Are you struggling getting qualified leads from your sales prospecting efforts? Aptivio is the world's first all-in-one AI platform for sales pipeline growth. It detects hidden revenue opportunities and leads most likely to convert. It never gets old to watch our clients experience aha moments when they discover hidden revenue opportunities after setting up their go-to-market playbook in less than 30 minutes. Give it a try at aptiv.io forward slash sign up.
3: What's done more to improve overall health and wellness, modern medicine, or personal hygiene? Actually, it's both. But considering that bathing went mainstream in the 1800s and brushing your teeth in the 1900s, isn't it time for something new, like cleaning your nose? After all, your nose is the body's air filter for trapping dirt and germs, the first line of defense against allergens, bacteria, and viruses from getting into your lungs. But how do you clean your nose? With Navage. Navage isn't medicine, it's more like plumbing. Navage uses powered suction to pull saline in one nostril to the very back of the nose where germs can get trapped and multiply, and then out the other nostril flushing out mucus and microbes so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier. Join over 2 million others and find out for yourself how refreshing and easy to use Navage is. At Navaj.com, Walgreens, CDS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart, Navage, clean nose, healthy life.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Maney Talk Show. Excited to get started with our next installment of the Thrive Jive Talk. And I said earlier in the intro, Thrive Jive Now has become a very popular segment because we dive deep into content that is relative, it's act actionable, it's implementable in a way that helps you thrive, and especially the co-host of The Thrive Jive, Chris Harris, who's not only the founder of Motivational Pros, but he is the author of the book, I Go Through, which we're going to reference in this Thrive Jive today. Chris joins me. He's a, he's a wildlife guy on our show, and people get excited when they find out that he's going to be on. So, Chris, welcome back to Thrive Jive.
0: Always a pleasure to be here, Jay.
1: Chris, we're going to hit it hard, man. I know we, we and I, on our last show, we had a guest, Brian Bogert, who touched on something that I know you know a lot of and you've experienced. He talked about emotional triggers and how not getting a hold of them can certainly create chaos, irreparable chaos in your life. If you aren't mindful of them or know how to handle them. So I I want to take your take on emotional triggers because you in your career, what you've done, you're all about having control over those triggers and recognizing them. So let's dive into that. And I want to talk about the cave. What are your thoughts on emotional triggers?
0: Well, when I I think of an emotional trigger or as we used to call it, a psychological trigger, um, you're talking about an event that usually evokes a negative emotional reaction. So, for the most part, these are not good. They're they're negative, not positive. Um, but they cause flashbacks, which
1: hmm.
0: make it seem like you're reliving a traumatic event from the past. Um, so, the, the the biggest issue here is most people don't even know when they're being emotionally triggered. Right. And, and the experiences that result, I mean, we're talking about fear and exhaustion and anxiety and all kinds of other things. So these are a big deal. And, um, you know, I think the last time we, we talked, we brought up uh, emotional intelligence and how, how vital that was to, to our success and, and, and our just fulfillment in life. And, well, one of the pillars of, of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. And another one is self-regulation. So we could easily dive into emotional intelligence here and tie this into triggers because we have to be self-aware of the things that trigger us. We have to, Um, because if we're, I don't know how exactly how the saying goes, but it's something like this. I cannot heal what I do not acknowledge. Mm -hmm. So, so the very first thing we need to talk about is how, how are we aware, how do we become aware of our emotional triggers?
1: You know, one of the areas that I think, Chris, uh, most people don't pay attention to is what you just said, is the awareness of what takes them over the edge. But before you get to the awareness, I think you have to also uh, recognize when am when am I most, most susceptible to being triggered, right? And you said earlier on, if you're tired, uh, if things are happening in your life, that you become um, susceptible. To a trigger that normally wouldn't be wouldn't be uh, an emotion that normally wouldn't be triggered as much, but because you're tired, because maybe you're frustrated, you're discouraged, you're depressed, maybe you had a fight with someone, uh, maybe it's a it's a situation with your kids, your wife. How important is it to first recognize your weak moments when you are weaker and more susceptible to those triggers, creating havoc?
0: Well, mental and physical exhaustion. I mean, that's something we should all be aware of. I mean, I know when I'm tired, mentally or physically. Um, Stress, uh, stress levels being heightened because of, you know, maybe some kind of uh, deadlines, something regarding work, something regarding relationship. So if if I'm mentally or physically tired, exhausted even, um, or if I know that I'm stressed, a lot of pressure on me. These are things that would, would would basically cause me to pay attention to the fact, hey, you have a higher percentage of or, or a higher degree of chance of becoming emotionally triggered right now, Chris. So pay close attention.
1: I like that. Pay close attention. I'll share with you something that I, I think, uh, apart from being stressed and being on a deadline or against a deadline, all of those are certainly they're great prepaving uh, opportunities for an emotional trigger to occur. But I know for me, something as simple as not getting to the gym. Chris, if I don't get to the gym, if I don't get there three, four, five days in a row, and you know, I know you're the same way. You love working out and we, we kind of share that same common uh, common ground. If I don't get to the gym, brother, three, four, five days, I'm, I'm already on the edge. <laughs> I'm on absolutely. the edge,
0: man. Oh, ab- a, absolutely. And that's a big one for me too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something it doesn't have to be monstrosis, uh, a a real uh, monstrosity of of an event happening in your life to to create the perfect scenario for an emotional trigger to occur. It could be something as not not going to the gym or something that puts you out of a routine. I think the key, like you said, is to become aware ahead of time what makes you weaker, more susceptible to them and then recognize the trigger. So let's talk about that, Chris.
0: It, let me, let me add, let me add to that because one that I have that really puts me at, at, at greater risk is, is when I break ranks on my diet,
1: mm. Mm.
0: I have a pretty regimented diet and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot of sweets. I, I don't eat a lot of carbs. Um, I eat a lot of uh, lean protein. I eat a lot of vegetables. When I break ranks on my diet, let's just say I'm traveling for work or something and uh you know and you just grab what you gotta grab um one or two meals is no big deal a couple of days and i know i'm at risk for being triggered
1: yeah yeah i i, I totally get that um my my deal isn't so much the diet uh because i'm pretty strict there also but here's something that could be uh seen as simple but but again those subtle experiences could trigger uh one of those emotions but if i sleep in later than i than i want to Mm -hmm. i like to maximize my day but if i sleep in later than i want to i'm already at a bad place i'm already at a bad place Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's how you're you're a disciplined guy too uh, but i don't know if that's something that, that also kind of puts you in a bad place but getting knocked off our routine i find boy that's a that's a starting point for a trigger to occur. Just getting off our routine.
0: Yeah, r- routine is huge. Environment is huge. Um, so some of some of my uh, triggers are and and some of these, I you know, I mean, let, let's talk about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Emotional triggers are most of the time, not all the time. There's always an exception, but most of the time they're tied to post-traumatic stress. Um, PTSD and, and, and emotional triggers, psychological triggers go hand in hand. Like I said, not all the time. But for me, if I feel rejected um, or if I feel manipulated, um, those are big triggers for me. And so if I start feeling rejected or manipulated in an environment, man, I, I gotta take it to the cave.
1: Hmm. You know, you you're talk about the cave, and in your book, I go through, I to read. I go through. Breaking through with expert power, you talk about the cave, and I appreciate when I read that chapter. I said, "Man, his brother's talking to me." Share with with our listeners what does that mean that you take it to the cave?
0: If I feel um, well, let's let, so there's some cues, okay, um, that, that allow me to know that I'm 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 in that emotional triggered state, okay. Uh, one would be like feeling anxious, uh, stressed out. Uh, if I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm I'm starting to, I'm easily irritated or, and and this is a big one, trust issues. I start developing trust issues with people that I I normally wouldn't have trust issues with. These are warning signs to me that I need to go to the cave. And what I do is I basically isolate myself from other people um, just long enough to basically to do do a self-evaluation and to say, Chris, what's going on here? Because it kind of seems like you're heading back into this loop tape of these, these emotional triggers. Um, So I just, I isolate and and that's what I call going to my cave. I go to a safe place to where I'm not going to have to apologize to someone um, for something I said or did um, that, that I could have, that could have easily been avoided if I just would have said, you know what, I just need a little me time to, to get, to get realigned, to get my head back into the game.
1: You know, I like what you said about a safe place. And here's what I mean by that. And I, I want to spend the last uh, two minutes on this. If, if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, if our listeners aren't careful, now this may not matter to some to some people, but I think it matters to most. If you're not careful about uh, where you're heading or where your head is at, it's it's often another person that bears the grunt of your trigger.
2: Isn't that true? Mm-hmm.
1: Somebody's oh, always at bearing the grunt. Could be a spouse, could be your kids, or could be an employee, could be a business partner. They bear the grunt, right? Of your lack of emotional control or awareness of those triggers.
0: Absolutely, it's a jersey that someone else is going to wear.
1: Ah, I love that. (laughs) There's your knowledge bomb, folks. There, forget the mic drop. There's your knowledge (laughs) bomb. So, Chris, let's let's give our, our our listeners. What's your best tip, or your best piece of advice? to help someone that is struggling with emotional triggers?
0: The first thing I would ask is, or, or challenge them to do is to sit down in a quiet space and write down what you know some of your triggers to be. And it can be when I feel excluded, when I feel judged, uh, when I feel unsafe, when I feel powerless. Uh, here's a big one. When I feel disrespected or ignored, um, mm-hmm. write them down. And, and say, you know what, these are my top three. These are my top five. These are my top 10. And then what I would suggest you do is say, okay, what kind of environments am I in when these things are most likely to happen? Um, so, so it really comes down to that self-awareness that um, I cannot heal what I do not acknowledge. So once you identify what you believe, you're, like, like me saying, manipulated or rejected, those are big triggers for me. I know that. If I'm walking into an environment and I know there's a high likelihood for that to happen, uh, I'm, I'm going to turn around and I'm, I'm going to do some reevaluation before I enter into that scene. So one is identify, be honest with yourself, take ownership, and then the second thing is communicate. Like I've I've learned that just going to the cave is not a good idea. I have to communicate with my loved ones, my colleagues. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the cave here for a few hours. I'm gonna have to cancel this after afternoons meeting. I communicate with people. Who, who I trust, that trust me, that love me. Um, and I think communication is very important. And I'm, I'm going to tell you anyone who knows me and loves me, they appreciate my honesty and transparency when I say, you know what, I need a couple of hours.
1: You know, I appreciate that. I think that being able to identify and isolate as a starting point is a great tip. Chris, and then man, then we rock it. And I'm so, go ahead. Yeah, and then communicate. And then communicate.
0: I, I, I love I love I love that. Identify, isolate, communicate. I love beautiful. that
1: beautiful. Hey, we're gonna pick that up on our next Thrive Jive. I think we just revealed our next Thrive Jive topic next month. Chris, man, appreciate being part of the show as always. Look forward to having on next Thrive Dive next month. And folks, we're gonna be right back after the break. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery.
0: So you've built a successful business? Now what? Transform your successful business into a valuable business. That's where Dumas Capital Partners comes in. We've built a step-by-step process designed to drive up your business's value and give you back control over your time. Whether you want to sell for a premium or just know that you could, Dumas Capital Partners will give you the life and business you deserve. Contact us at valuebuilderus.com. That's TheValueBuilderUS.com.
4: Business owners, are you feeling the pressures of running your business? There's a limit to what you can do and still keep employees engaged. Insperity brings 30-plus years of HR experience to help you with hiring, training, HR administration, and compliance, while giving your employees competitive benefit options. You're able to focus on other priorities, your employees can thrive, and your business can grow. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Full service HR, employee benefits, HR technology, Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-581-9027. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-581-9027 now for your free quick quote. That's 800 581 9027. What do you have to lose? Call 800 581 9027. Again, 800 581 9027.
0: On the next Markley Van Camp and Robin show, the newest excuse for inflation is the best yet. White supremacy. Nah, that's easy. Can't be that. Markley Van Camp and Robbins. Weekdays at noon on 570 KLIF.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the J. Mamie Talk Show. So on the line right now, we have our third installment conversation with Adam Cohen, the general manager of Jack Loderman CPA firm, one of the largest firms here in DFW in Dallas, Fort Worth, and one of the most recognized CPA firms around the country. And taking yet another step towards un- understanding how the world of taxes impacts our ability to thrive. So today's third installment, we're going to tackle now that tax season is behind us, most of us anyway, what are the learning lessons that taxpayers, business owners, entrepreneurs need to now embrace based on this last season that just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. And so we're bringing back Adam Cohen to teach us, talk to us about takeaways from this past Tax season. Hey, Adam, but you can't say that right away. Takeaways, t- t- I can't even say it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to try. It's, no. it's pretty much okay. a tongue twister.
1: But Adam, there's there's something that is awesome about you. And the reason why we keep bringing you back is you have a very fun way to deliver actionable, implementable, eye-opening knowledge about taxes that is refreshing. And I I, I know that it is because we've had so many people feed, uh, provide feedback on your segments, especially the last segment we had where you talked about how do you uh, eliminate tax debt and, and with so many people that were interested in that topic and as well as they're going to be interested Sean in today, to my new- the takeaways from tax season. Adam, what are some of the takeaways?
5: Yeah, that that's, that's a good point, Jay. The, this has been a very strange tax season. As you know, the last two years because of the fallout of, of the pandemic, People had more time to file. In 2020, we had an additional few months. And again, here in Texas, at least, we had not only an additional few months in 2021, but we had an additional month because of the winter storm that we experienced back in February of 21. And so it almost caught people by surprise in, oh wait, tax deadline is March 15th for businesses and April 15th for personal. My goodness, I I, I completely forgot. And so we are, are seeing a lot of fallout in terms of people are are really uh, beside themselves in terms of they don't know uh, what they need to bring to the table. A lot of things have changed for people in the last few years. People are working from home. And so there's a lot of considerations that we hadn't hit on in, in the prior two years. But one of the big takeaways I have is a lot of people change jobs. As you know, there was the a great resignation. Um, that has resulted in new sources of income. A lot of folks that we're working with are making more income than they were before. Maybe they have multiple jobs now. Uh, it's kind of interesting they they've done better for themselves, but in a lot of cases they've ended up owing taxes. So here's point number one. make sure that your withholding with your employer is is accurate not just for your job, but for your household. And what I mean by that is the more jobs you have, the more income sources you have, and the more income earners are in a household, the less likely that you're withholding the correct amount if you're just filling out a W-4 with your employer.
1: So for someone who didn't do that this past tax season, Mm-hmm. What are the ramifications? Because you probably have a lot of folks listening to this segment saying to themselves, you know, I didn't do that. Uh, what can they do to remedy? Do they have to file a, an amendment? What should they do? And what are the ramifications for not doing that?
5: Well, first thing to do would be look at your 2021 tax, whatever you think it is, whether you filed your return already or if you have a draft of it prepared and you're on extension. Look at how much tax is being calculated against your income and then see how much has been withheld uh, for the household. If you have sufficient withholding, fine, that's perfect. Uh, You can probably leave it as is unless you have something else that changes. But if you owe, first things first, go to your employer and give them a new Form W-4 and make sure that you're filling it out, considering all the income into the household because that is going to be uh, the first thing is to stop the bleeding. Uh, The next thing would be, all right, well, last year, maybe you owe a little bit. You can get on a payment plan. We talked about that a little bit last time. Uh, There's there's something called a guaranteed installment agreement. If you owe less than $10,000, the IRS pretty much puts you on a payment plan. No questions asked as long as you can full pay. Um, That would be where I'd start. And then as far as last year, unfortunately, we've largely missed most of what can be done to remedy last year, unless you're a small business owner.
1: For entrepreneurs that this year may have been their first year um, um, in business, I know a lot of folks because of COVID decided to obviously not to great resignation, a lot of individuals in 21 started their own business, maybe a side practice or or what I call a sidepreneur uh, opportunity. Uh, Those folks who now this is their first tax filing season for last year, what did you learn about them and what can you share with those who might start their own business this year or maybe they started last year and really didn't earn enough income to file, what should they be thinking about for the following tax season? Well,
5: two things, the first is, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well and well there's a lot of new side hustles uh sidepreneurs as you call them and that's great i love to see that i love to see people jumping out on their own and taking a risk and doing something new Uh, it's always a great time to see those people thrive Uh, one of the great parts of this is teaching people not just how to do what they uh, already know conceptually as far as keeping records, but how to do it in such a way that benefits them most. The first year, usually you're going to lose money. I mean, maybe not always, but but by and large, you're starting up a new company, you probably have a lot of costs up front. You may have a loss. So even if you didn't make enough money uh, to really support yourself on it, it's worth recognizing the expenses. And you can offset your other income with that loss from your side hustle, and so it would be important. Number one, to keep up with your expenses and the income, and then number two is, are you large enough now that you need to consider moving away from the Excel spreadsheet or the the handwritten ledger to something like. Uh, QuickBooks or another type of of digitized formal accounting system. And that's kind of the, the area we're at with a lot of clients is they started a new business in 2020. It grew in 2021. And now here we are in 22 and they've taken off, which is great for them. But they've got to start thinking about things like, wow, do I need to structure my business differently for tax purposes? Do I need to have somebody looking at my accounting more frequently than annually? And then do I need to put myself on salary? And sometimes the answer to those things is all yes, and sometimes it's no.
1: So let's talk about that a little bit, because I think that at a certain point, someone who is starting off in their own business as an entrepreneur, the idea is that they are going to do well enough that they move away from the simplified tax filing, bookkeeping uh, process and platforms into, a professional CPA like yourself where there's a lot more involved. But before they arrive at you, the question is how much money, because I have in my own personal clients, they ask me this question often, my financial clients who start side businesses and for little franchises and things, how much money do do they start, do, do they need to generate, do they need to earn to really justify filing that uh, return for that business. In other words, their first year that they'd make a lot of money, what's the threshold that they need to cross over to consider, uh, to, 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 file for that year for that business?
5: Well, again, I would say if they're actively engaged in that company, uh, regardless, or that business activity, I should say, regardless of the amount of money, if they had outward expenses that they incurred, i would i would claim it regardless i would go ahead and total up what your expenses were you may have mileage you may have business use of home uh costs et cetera. all those things are you know they can be deducted in one form or another be it startup costs that are amortized be it uh the the incorporation costs if you started an llc or a corporation all those things can be recognized and you might as well get the benefit for them because you're not going to get the benefit later usually and the the other side of that is well how much income is, is worthwhile the irs doesn't really care um about a, a threshold dollar figure now that's there's a caveat to that but the the main thing is if you made about 400 self-employment income on your side hustle you've got to report it the irs looks at every dollar earned. Uh, And so doing your tax return right would mean preparing a usually preparing a schedule C, which is a, a small business statement of profit and loss. And that would be income in versus all these expenses you've incurred starting up this business. And even if you have a loss, great, lower your tax bill for that year. So you might as well.
1: Adam, I've got two questions that just popped up to mind as you were sharing about and any amount of money should be filed so as we know the paypal uh starting this year anyone who generated an income on paypal has to report so did you find during this past tax season that a lot more business owners or entrepreneurs who had paypal on the side uh, that, that that were they reporting how did that whole dynamic work out this past tax season
5: well, it was a bit of a mess, to be quite honest with you, Jay. The, the reporting requirements are for are supposed to be for business own, owners only. So if you have a PayPal account and you're using it personally to move money back and forth for your own personal things, you shouldn't be getting a 1099. But there are some people who were doing personal transactions still got 1099s that they weren't supposed to others uh, i have a client who is still trying to fix this issue she opened up her paypal account under her social security number years and years ago and the paypal administrators sent her a 1099 to her social instead of to her business's employer identification number and good luck getting that fixed we have tried and tried and tried and so uh it has been a bit of a nightmare i think it'll get better as it goes goes along uh, but you're right, there's a potential that you get a 1099 when you shouldn't get one.
1: So, moving forward, then, and our last minute here, uh, because this whole PayPal situation is only going to continue to unravel as more and more self employed people who are just, you know, they're running side hustles. And I hate to use that word side hustle, they're getting paid through PayPal. Uh, a lot of them probably did not report this past year would you agree to that that's very likely yeah very likely so what's the advice that you would have moving forward in our last minute here for those individuals those entrepreneurs who have been paid through paypal for the next tax season
5: well go ahead and look at how much money you made for 2021 and if you got one of those 1099 it's worthwhile looking at whether you should amend your prior year tax return number one to pick up those expenses we've been talking about but number two is if we wait more than, say, 18 months, which is the general time frame, the IRS's computer systems will start sending letters saying, hey, what we had reported to us on 1099s and W2s doesn't match what was on your tax return. So we're going to increase your tax, we're going to charge you interest, and we're going to charge you a 20% penalty. And that can be, uh, that can be thwarted by Getting ahead of it and filing an amended return. Yes, you're going to still pay the interest. Yes, you're still going to pay some small penalty, but you're not going to face that accuracy penalty that's 20% of the adjustment. So you might as well get ahead of it. And then going forward is get your records in order and make sure to report uh, all the income and all the expenses, even if it's a loss, it's worth picking it up.
1: Well, Adam, we really appreciate you being on the J. Mamie Talk Show. As always, you continue to deliver great wisdom, great value, and your information is up at our website. Folks, it's important to work with those who have a genuine knowledge of the industry, and there's no better than Jack Lotterman and Adam Cohen. Appreciate being on the show. And folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Are you having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? At JRF Financial, we specialize in getting your commercial funding and challenges resolved because we work with the largest SBA lender in the country. We work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. So don't let funding challenges stop you. Call JRF Financial at 844-484-6248 or visit us at jrffinancial.org.
5: Have you gotten behind on your personal or payroll taxes due to COVID-19? I'm Adam Cohen, Tax Resolution Manager at Jack and CPA. The collection arm of the IRS has resumed enforcement action. You may have received demand letters threatening liens or levies. Our firm specializes in resolving complex tax problems. There are options available. Go to txcpaoffice.com and schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's txcpaoffice.com. Listen to what Dave Ryan says about Andro 400.
0: Andro 400, I really love it. It's amazing to me that uh, I feel so good. I've lost 50 pounds. I was a size 38 waist. I've gone down to a 32 waist. My mood has changed. I, I don't get stressed out. It gave me so much more energy energy to, to walk, energy to, to play sports. Everything is starting to work again. just feels like I'm 25. My wife is happy. I'm so happy. I'm just a completely different man. I'm taking this stuff to the grave with me. Men,
5: have you lost energy and gained belly fat? Are you feeling stressed out? Fight back with Andro 400, the safe, natural, and inexpensive way to increase your testosterone. For over a decade, Andro 400 has helped men lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel 20 years younger. Go to andro400.com andro400.com or call 888-400-0435,
1: 888-400-0435. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Talk Show. In our final segment, I wanted to sort of, as I say, leave the best for last. And what I mean by that is I wanted to send everyone with a strong, powerful message that can allow people to recognize what's happening around the country uh, with folks that are serving us and protecting us. So author Michael Sergru, who's actually a returning guest, he knocked it out of the park last year when he came on our, on our show. He is out with his new book. It's a fantastic writing. I wanted Michael to come back to, to talk about his book, Relentless Courage, which becomes available this week. But Michael is not only a national speaker, uh, but he's a U.S. Air Force uh, veteran, retired police sergeant. He's a mental health advocate. And he's one of these guys that is out there promoting the needs of those that are in the position of uh, first responding. And, and what most people don't understand about that life and those challenges that these precious people uh, deal with every day. So Mike is here to talk about his new book and all the other good things that he's got going on. Michael, welcome back to the Jay Made Me Talk show. Thanks
2: for having me. It's great to be back on, Jay.
1: Mike, we've got a lot to unwrap here, so I want to dive right into it by by really asking you, what inspired you to write this fantastic, uh, well-reviewed book so far, by the way? It's, It's getting great reviews, but what inspired you to write it?
2: You know, to be honest with you, it goes all the way back to late 2016, and I was involved in a fatal incident as a police sergeant, where unfortunately I had to take a life to save lives. And that incident forever changed my life and changed the path that I was on. And fast forward through several years of recovery and hard work from post-traumatic stress injury, you know, I finally got the strength and courage to share it all, to, to share the good, the bad, the ugly, to share all the mistakes I made that literally almost cost my life. And this project which I teamed up with Dr. Shauna Springer, who's an amazing, amazing woman. She's a psychologist, a published author, and she really made this project happen. But we combined our forces so that we can save lives. I mean, that simply is. We want to save not only first responder lives Mm -hmm. and military and veteran lives, but Mm -hmm. this book is going to serve all people. It doesn't matter where you're from, what you do, but this book is going to give you insight into the human behind the badge, behind the uniform, to show people who we truly are and how this job truly impacts us.
1: You know, and I think that's something that the average folk um, in this country and really around the world, because people are people, right? I don't think they really understand the, not only the, the value of the sacrifice that, that first responders, law enforcement, military make, I mean, they they do superficially, but beyond the, the superficial, they really don't fully understand, especially when we t- we're talking about PTSD and, and, and mental health. Um, and of course that results into suicides and all sorts of things that we hear about in the news, not enough, but we do happen to see that. But most people don't really appreciate Um, what happens behind the scenes, the mental scenes? So this book is so critical for people to read. Again, it's called Relentless Courage. You actually had a documentary come out about six, eight months ago that made waves. How does that play into this book, if
2: at all? So the film was actually made by Mission 22. And Mission 22 is a nonprofit which is helping our combat veterans and first responders across the nation. And I was involved in a year long program with them called Recovery and Resilience. And so I teamed up with them and they made a documentary which features myself, my co-author, Dr. Shauna Springer and my best friend, John Davison, who is a Vietnam veteran and also Mm -hmm. a retired reserve police officer. And this film, the whole purpose of it is, it's called The Stigma of Help. And it's the whole idea of the stigma among our first responders and military community is that asking for help is a sign of weakness and it's shameful. When in reality, asking for help is one of the most bravest and courageous things that a person can do.
1: That's right, that's right, brother.
2: You know, there is a, in one
1: of my earlier shows, I dedicated an entire segment to a simple title, Make the Call. And the whole theme was behind the fact that if you are in a dark place, and we're going to talk about dark places in a minute, uh, Mike, but if you are in a dark place or heading into a dark place, the way that you can immediately create the, the the way to get out of it or the way to avoid it, it's just pick up the phone and, and just call somebody. It doesn't matter who you call. Uh, as long as somebody who's trustworthy is going to give you good wisdom and good insight. Sometimes the, that, The simple act of making a phone call puts you in a better place so that you don't find yourself in a dark place that can take your life. Just pick up the phone with no shame, no condemnation to worry about, just make the call, right? And I think that's a lot of what you talk about as well. Um, Let me ask you, so you mentioned earlier a a number of different people that would benefit from the book. Is there a select group of people that would benefit more from the book? Did you have an intended reader in mind or is it really that broad?
2: It it really is that broad. I mean, you know, our focus is all first responders. So whether it's firefighters, paramedics, dispatchers, police officers, and obviously their family, their loved ones, because they're the ones that bear the brunt of the trauma that we see on the job. But on the flip side of this, I truly hope that this book is going to not only help them, but it's going to improve relations amongst just general society and our, our first responders and our law enforcement heroes because like you mentioned earlier i think the average citizen is not aware of the toll and the level of trauma that we're exposed to and simply put is we're human just like them and i want them to see the human side behind the uniform i think it's really really going to change things in a big way
1: you know every book has a a purpose and obviously we're we're learning about the purpose of the book but as you wrote it the the purpose of a book usually is to create change now maybe awareness is part of the change you're looking for but what other purpose what other change do you want to see happen as a result of the i believe the hundreds of thousands and millions of people that are going to end up reading this book here and around the
2: world well as you mentioned you know just acknowledging the fact that we need help at some point. And I waited far too long to ask for that help. It literally almost cost my life. And the power of this book is that Dr. Shauna Springer, not only does she explain this trauma and the effects of it in just a general layman sense, but we both provide solutions and we provide a roadmap on the way out of trauma. So you have a whole new life on the other side. And so this book gives it all to you. It gives you the problem but it more importantly gives you the solutions.
1: Hey, I want to tap a little bit Michael into really the the rawness of your emotions in the book I mean there's you laid out a lot of private moments and why did you decide to, to share your private thoughts and and in your raw emotions uh, for, for the world to read?
2: You know it's like. A lot of strength and courage to do this. And even writing this book with Dr. Shauna Springer, it took a toll on me these last two years. I mean, literally just reliving this trauma and reliving all the mistakes I made. But I feel it's important to be a hundred percent transparent and open. Mm-hmm. That is the only way, the only mm-hmm. way that you can build trust and you can show people that they're not alone. And that's the key of this whole thing is that I'm not special and I'm not unique. And by being a hundred percent open and sharing it all, the good, the bad, the ugly, that's what's going to resonate with people. That's what's going to let people see the full human behind the badge. I mean, literally, I hold nothing back. I put it all on the table for the readers.
1: And I think that's why people are going to appreciate this, because this this is not a, a glorified story of Michael that This is about a story of pain and recovery and, and how you can turn your you're sort of your emotional, almost tragedy, right? Because you were very close to a dark, you were in a dark place, which I want to ask you about next. But you were able to get out of that place and turn down tragedy into a testimony, which will lead to someone else's triumph. And that's what it's about. But dark places, brother, that's something that uh, dark places uh, are susceptible to everyone. It doesn't matter. You could be a mom at home. You could be law enforcement. You could be a kid. I mean, it's easy to get drawn into the cave what are the dark places that from your world that, that many first responders and law enforcement and, and, and military who've come back from service, what do those dark places look like and how do they find themselves there? How are they different from the average person who's not, not a first responder and so on? Uh,
2: you know, we have a very unique role that in our jobs, we're protectors and we're defenders and we have to put up this image Of invincibility and perfection. And we have to show everybody that we're always in control and nothing is ever wrong. And I think that makes us very unique because, you know, as a culture, we don't show emotion. We don't talk about emotion. We don't talk about normal things, the human side of things, because we feel that if we do, it's a sign of weakness. And because of that, that creates this feeling of being alone, that nobody understands what we're going through, that I can't talk to anybody about it because they're just simply not going to get it. And that that really is what drives people over the edge. And you mentioned it earlier, but you know, picking up that phone, it sounds so simple. But in my case, it took four years, four years of absolute suffering and almost losing everything until I got the strength and courage to pick up that phone.
1: Yeah, there, there's something to be said about having not only the, the, the courage though, Mike, but also to, the, the awareness of who else loses, who else will be devastated if I do the, drastic, the most drastic thing in my life, which hey, drastic may not necessarily be you take your life, but you isolate your life from the, your loved ones. So you didn't die physically, but you just stopped living. And, and that's a casualty as well. But being able to recognize who are the others that will also feel the pain of of your loss, whether it's physical or emotional. Again, if you depart emotionally, you've got to have others in mind. And I think that's to be that's one of the ways you get out of the cave, get out of the dark place or avoid getting into it in the first place. Mike, in our last minute here, what do you want the reader to take away from your book?
2: I want them to take away that the feelings that they're experiencing is, is not unique. There are so many people out there just like you suffering in silence and there is help and there is hope. And I promise you, it takes work. It takes perseverance. It takes patience, but there is a whole new life on the other side of this. And all you have to do is raise your hand and ask for help.
1: Well, Michael, you are making that a lot easier for men and women to do. You are facilitating that. This book, Relentless Coverage, will continue to, I believe, encourage people to to take those bold steps to get the help that they need. Uh, You've served our country in a number of ways, and I believe this is yet another extension of that service to humanity. We appreciate being on the show,
2: brother. Your book will be available now. Where can people find your book? So the book is going to be uploaded this Friday on Amazon. It's going to be exclusively on Amazon. Um, It'll be for sure out by next week, and it's Relentless Courage, Winning the Battle Against Frontline Trauma by Michael Segrew and Dr. Shauna Springer. And folks, we're going to
1: have Michael's book, his link up on our website, thejmimetalkshow.com. You can track his book down that way. Mike, we appreciate being on the show. Folks, that wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive-Minded Contact. We'll catch up with you guys in seven days. Until then, keep thriving.